This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a federal pay raise appears to be on the horizon, but remains up in the air. Inflation might mean more money for the Defense Department and nuclear maintenance. And an $11 billion contract award survives a protest. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. Federal employees are one step closer to a 4.6% pay raise. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. A fiscal 2023 draft spending bill does not include a provision on the pay raise for federal workers. That means House appropriators are aligning with the White House's 4.6% proposal from earlier this year. But the exact number for a federal pay raise is still in the air. Some Democrats are pushing for a 5.1% boost, but Republicans are concerned about overspending. The Subcommittee on Financial Services and General Government advanced the draft spending bill to the full House Appropriations Committee. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Air Force will soon launch a cost-free program that will lend maternity uniforms to pregnant airmen and guardians. Maternity uniforms are costly, as service members need to buy different sizes throughout a pregnancy. The pilot program will take place on 10 bases in the U.S. and Japan. The first cohort of a new Artificial Intelligence Research Fellowship at the National Institutes of Health begins in September. NIH's Aim Ahead is a research consortium of institutions dedicated to fostering diversity in data science. Aim Ahead's program will provide fellowships to early-stage researchers from communities typically underrepresented in AI and machine learning. Fellows will be given access to data, infrastructure, training, and mentorship. They will also receive financial support for research involving AI and health disparities. GSA has finally settled on a new name for its new services multiple award contract. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. First, it was Big Mac. Then it was the Services Mac. Now, finally, the General Services Administration is going with Oasis Plus as the new name for the follow-on contract to the popular Oasis Services contract vehicle. GSA also has split the contract into six separate pools, five for small businesses, and one that will be unrestricted. Additionally, GSA also plans not to have a top dollar ceiling for Oasis+. Plus. GSA expects to release the draft RFP in early fiscal 2023 and the final RFP for Oasis+, Plus in the second quarter of 2023. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Defense Department contracting officers and other acquisition personnel are getting some just-in-time training to deal with inflation as it hits a 40-year high. The Defense Acquisition University is offering a new course to better explain the Economic Price Adjustment, or EPA, clause. The online course will help acquisition workers understand when to adjust prices contractors charge based on inflation and contract type. It also will help them negotiate future contracts to better apply the EPA clause. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency is working on one very specific pathway through the transition from prototype to full-scale production. The Embedded Entrepreneurship Initiative focuses on commercialization. It helps innovative companies develop convincing business cases in order to secure early investment. Otherwise, companies can be forced to turn to foreign investors 
which can create complicated situations involving intellectual property and security concerns. Ensuring innovative companies are financially viable helps protect DARPA's investments. The Senate Armed Services Committee wants to authorize more money for the Defense Department and nuclear maintenance next year to offset inflation. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. The 2023 Senate Defense Authorization Bill proposes $857 billion for the Pentagon and parts of the Energy Department. The number is $45 billion more than what the Biden administration requested. The Senate Armed Services Committee says the funds are needed to hedge against inflation, which has creeped up to around 8%. The bill provides a 4.6% pay increase for service members and Defense Department civilian employees. The legislation also increases investments in artificial intelligence and authorizes the closure of the Red Hill bulk storage facility in Hawaii. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. The Defense Information Systems Agency's $11 billion contract award for the Defense Enclave Services Program survives a protest. The Government Accountability Office denies GDIT's complaint of DISA's award to Lidos from March. GAO found DISA's best value trade-off was reasonable and there were no problems with its technical and past performance evaluations. GDIT declined to comment on GAO's decision. Under the DES program, DISA wants to consolidate and modernize networks and technology that support the Fourth Estate. The push for evidence-based decision-making at federal agencies means data-driven studies are scrutinized more and more. Long-term studies are vulnerable to environmental changes, technology barriers, and cooperation. All of these have an outcome on the data, which is why Terry Caswell at the National Telecommunication and Information Administration says all parties need to agree on how trustworthy the data is. She also says she takes an iterative approach to sharing results with stakeholders earlier and not just waiting until the study is completed. The Technology Modernization Fund is making a big investment in better customer experience throughout government. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The TMF will award $100 million to projects that reduce wait times for public-facing federal services and reduce other barriers to access. TMF Chairwoman and Federal Chief Information Officer Claire Martirona gave an overview of projects that could receive funding. It can be something as simple as making sure that a website is mobile-optimized, available and written in plain language, and accessible. Martirona said the TMF board will give funding priority to the 35 agencies and program offices designated as high-impact service providers. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Agency leaders are critical to improving federal employees' trust in public institutions. That's according to new research from the Partnership for Public Service. The partnership says to improve trust, the Office of Personnel Management should re-examine and update the standards for feds to join the senior executive service. Rita Sampson, the Securities and Exchange Commission's lead on equal employment, adds that federal managers can increase employees' trust by investing in resources to advance diversity. The partnership's findings are based on a survey of 500 federal employees. A whistleblower office at the Department of Veterans Affairs once again faces the possibility of a significant restructuring only a few years into its existence. Members of the House Veterans Affairs Committee's Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigations are revisiting legislation 
that would eliminate the Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection's statutory authority to investigate whistleblower retaliation complaints. A discussion draft of the bill, if passed, would cease all of OAWP's ongoing investigations of whistleblower retaliation. Instead, the Office of Special Counsel would take on the workload. Agencies get some key guidance for securing their cloud computing architecture. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency published the Trusted Internet Connections 3.0 cloud use case this week. The guidance helps agencies think through how to adopt secure cloud services. TIC 3.0 is conceived to help smooth agencies transition to the cloud, removing previous roadblocks like TIC access points. CIS is accepting comments on the draft document through July 22nd. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Department of Homeland Security says cybersecurity is a cornerstone of its updated space policy. The document, signed in April and just released this week, is the first update to DHS's space policy in more than a decade. It highlights the growing commercial space industry and the critical role space systems play in homeland security missions. And the policy says DHS will take a leading role in advocating for cybersecurity principles across all phases of space systems life cycle from design through operation. The Department of Labor's new data strategy has arrived. Labor says through the strategy it will improve how it organizes, manages, and shares data while also encouraging greater use of the collected information in agency operations. The strategy is built on five goals, including the data should be open by default, should fit a purpose, and should be comprehensible. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast on this 17th day of June 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.